every time you get a no, you're collecting those no's and every no you collect, you're getting yourself closer to the yes. Welcome to the Connect Method Parenting Podcast, where correction is out, connection is in, and your kids want to listen to you. I'm Andy Martineau, creator of Connect Method Parenting, here to help you stay calm, confident, and connected no matter what. Hey, hey, everyone. Andy here. So glad you're enjoying the podcast. I have been thinking about doing this for a while and to be doing it and to be getting good feedback from everybody. It's just amazing. So if you're liking what you hear, go subscribe. And if you feel like we deserve a five-star review, please please give us a five-star review. And then this is also a video on our YouTube channel. So you can head over there and leave a comment. I have felt the need for a while to rebrand failure. I think failure has gotten some pretty bad publicity. We don't think it's a good thing. And it is a good thing. It's actually required. I haven't met anyone who has gone through life without failing. It seems to be part of the human experience. But for a lot of us, we don't want it to be part of the experience and we're trying to avoid failure at all costs. And you know what it's costing us? Our life, our relationships with our kids, our success as a parent. Failure is the ingredient that is absolutely necessary for us to create success in our life. Michael Jordan summed this up beautifully. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games 26 times I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I was listening to a YouTube interview of Ed Sheeran, and he said the same thing. He said, we are not talking enough about failure. There's so much out there about how to succeed and how to have a better life, and that's all well and good. But what we're forgetting is to get there you are going through a trail of failures. And so he said, pull up this YouTube video. I made it when I was 14. You'll see how bad I was. And they start playing it and it wasn't, it was not good. And he said, laughing at himself, he said, that was when I was 14. And at 19, I wrote a list and it went viral. And his point was the failures, the experiences, the commitment I had to my end result that allowed me to get where I was at 19. I would never have gotten there without having lots and lots of failures along the way. I agree. I want to interview him. Ed, tell us about failure. How has it shaped your life? If we were able to dive into the inner workings of really successful people, we would see that it wasn't because they were a lucky unicorn. It was because they understood productive failure. Nelson Mandela, amazing man. He said, don't judge me by my successes. Judge me by the number of failures that I've pushed myself up and continued on from. That's not a direct quote, but something like that. His emphasis was, look at the times I have recovered from my failures. That is how I want you to judge me. That is how I want you to know who I am. From a parent perspective, that's what we're talking about here, connect method parenting and how we go from corrective to connective parenting, welcoming in failures is vital. As we are trying to figure out how to release the control and the punitive consequences and the rewards that we've been using, and we're moving into connective limits and focusing on the relationship and being genuinely connected to our kids. This is a new 
territory, a new land we're stepping into. And so there's going to be a ton of failures along the way. And if you are letting your brain make the failures mean this isn't working, I'm not good enough, you're going to give up. You're not going to make it to the other side. If you would like to become a better version of yourself, you need to go fail. You need to go push yourself to the edge of what you are capable of. And by doing that, you're telling your brain you want to learn something new. So it responds. Let's look up the definition of failure on Google, just so we can be clear. I love this definition, by the way. It says, failure is the omission of expected or required actions. That's so simple. When Michael Jordan's not making a free throw, it's just he didn't make it. He had an expectation that he was going to make the free throw and he didn't. So he's practicing, practicing, practicing. As a parent, it's us trying to create a better bedtime routine and it not working, missing the expectations, the omission of expected actions or results. That's it. It's not personal. Instead of avoiding failure, I want you to be seeking it. Productive failures looks like deciding on something, going for it, and learning. Non-productive failure is when you quit before you start. You let confusion just keep you spinning and spinning. If you go all in on a goal, a skill, and you are relentless, you are focused on getting it accomplished, hitting that result, learning that skill, you are going to have a lot of strategic byproducts that come, not just hitting the result, but all of the things you learn along the way. So I'm going to use this example of a baby learning to walk and they're falling epically, like every third step, it's face plant. And what they have found is that by pushing themselves up and trying again, they are building muscles, neural circuits, neural pathways, all sorts of stuff is being formed. And the things that are being formed every time they push themselves up is what actually allows them to learn to walk. If they didn't go through that process, they wouldn't be able to walk. They wouldn't have the skills. They wouldn't have the ability. So the competency for them to walk comes from the failures along the way. A lot of times we think that we can only be confident if we are competent. And we don't want to go fail because then we're showing that we're not very competent. We don't want to go do something that we're not competent at. We're sitting around wondering, how when am I going to be competent at that? Never if you don't go fail because the competency comes through the failures. And the confidence comes by knowing no matter what, I'm going to keep going until I have the competency and I'm going to know this skill. So we think we only can be competent and confident once we already have the skill. No, the competency and the confidence comes by the failures along the way that culminate into learning the skill like the baby walking. So if you are creating a bedtime routine for your children and you said, I'm not feeling very confident, not really competent at creating a bedtime routine because I've never created one that actually works with my kids. And so I don't know. What I want to say is the competency and the confidence comes through the failures of figuring out the plan, the routine, 
the things that are going to work for your kids so that you have that smooth bedtime routine. If you're so afraid of failing that you fail ahead of time by not really giving the effort to make it a productive fail, this is a non-productive fail when we almost don't even try because we think it's hopeless because I don't know because I'm a perfectionist and I can't get it right because I'm confused and I don't know what to do. Confusion is a big one when we are not taking massive action and not going for things and creating productive fails for ourselves. A lot of times it's because we're confused. And so we're just spinning in our little bubble that feels terrible, but at least, you know, we're familiar with it, which is how our bodies work. Our nervous system would rather keep us safe and uncomfortable than learn something new because that's the unknown and it's a danger to our primitive brain. So we're really having to be onto ourselves, realizing I don't want to function from those old primitive patterns. It's not dangerous for me to iterate on a new bedtime routine and not get it right for a hundred times. Because if we continue to iterate on the bedtime routine and we're using every failure productively, then we will eventually figure out the bedtime routine. We will understand for our child These are the things that work the best. So I think that's perfect segue into productive and non-productive failure. I want to pull these apart so that we can understand that there's a difference. We want to stay in productive failure. So productive failure means that we have the energy, the effort, that emotionally we are present and we are going for the goal that we are sticking through to the end, I call it ending power, and that we are evaluating and learning at the end. So there are five E's that are the formula to productive failures. Energy, effort, ending, which means we're sticking to the end, not giving up halfway. We are emotionally invested and we're evaluating at the end, which allows us to learn. Those are requirements for productive failures. I'm not saying you're creating the bedtime routine and you're saying, I can't wait to have some productive failure. Of course, we're hoping that we figure this problem out. But when the failure happens along the way, and it will, because failure will happen all along the path until we hit that success point, I want you to think about keeping it in a productive place and having it be a productive fail. A productive fail looks like deciding on something going for it and learning. Those are the three steps in a productive fail. Really, that's the three steps in taking productive action. Decide, go, which means take action, do something out in the world, and then learn. Non-productive failure is when you quit before you start. You let confusion just keep you spinning and spinning. I'm not sure what to do, so I can't really do anything. You're failing because you're still not creating this new result you want for your life. If we use the bedtime routine and I'm so confused I can't even come up with a bedtime routine, I'm still failing. Like The result that I'm trying to create is not happening and I'm not gaining any strategic byproduct skills out of that process because I'm taking no real action. So confusion can keep you stuck or think I have to get the plan perfect. Perfectionistic thinking can keep you really stuck in non-productive action. So you quit ahead of time or you quit halfway through. <laughs> you give up. You start the bedtime routine and you get some resistance. And so then you just back away. And you're like, never mind. That's not going to work. Nope, not going to work. 
If you're new to Connect Method Parenting, I have a great way for you to get started. I created a free course that covers some of the biggest challenges parents are facing and how Connect Method Parenting solves them. In an hour, we're going to talk about why parenting is so hard, how to get your kids to want to listen to you, how to stop yelling and losing your cool and become that calm, confident, connected parent for good. It's the fastest way to get started using connection as your go-to tool for influencing and impacting your kids. Go to cmp.works forward slash course to get instant access today. If you're new to Connect Method Parenting, I have a great way for you to get started. I created a free course that covers some of the biggest challenges parents are facing and how Connect Method Parenting solves them. In an hour, we're going to talk about why parenting is so hard, how to get your kids to want to listen to you, how to stop yelling and losing your cool, and become that calm, confident, connected parent for good. It's the fastest way to get started using Connection as your go-to tool for influencing and impacting your kids. Go to cmp.works forward slash course to get instant access today. I was trying to learn how to run. Many of you have heard my story of running in, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. We had to do these exercises in PE and they timed us and measured all these things and reported it to the higher ups. And when it came time to do the mile, for some reason, I was a competitive gymnast. so I was in good shape. I think it was because my knees, I had damaged my knees and they hurt. But whatever the reason is, I literally ran the slowest mile in my class. I was very embarrassed and I decided I couldn't run. This belief stayed with me for a couple of decades. After I was done having kids, I decided I was going to run. So I got this app on my phone called Couch Potato to 5K, a very appropriate title for me. And it had very small incremental runs, walk, run, walk. It was very simple. And I followed it for about a week and a half until I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm making fast enough progress. This is never going to (laughs) work. What was I thinking that I should be running a 5K in a week? Other people might be able to do that. That was a little bit above and beyond for my physical abilities at the time. So I gave up because I didn't think I was ever going to get the results. That's a great example of non-productive action. I didn't make progress physically. I didn't learn any mental skills to help me be more resilient to do better next time. I literally just gave up on myself halfway. Now, let's compare this to something that my son is killing right now. He's back east in Pennsylvania selling pest control door to door. You guys, this is such a hard job. Commission only. So he only makes money if he makes sales. And most people say no. So we've had a couple of conversations where he is facing the reality of having a day where he's knocked 50, 60 doors and no one has said yes. And he's so committed to stay out there, but also so honest that part of him does not want to stay out there. So one day he was calling me so pretty, by the way. Being a West Coast girl where it's dry, I'm not used to an Arizona girl, which even makes it extra dry. I'm not used to all these trees. And he was showing me, mom, look at these trees, literally forests in neighborhoods. So pretty. So he's calling me. He snuck back into one of these little forested areas. So he's not on the main drag and he can be on talk and be honest with me. And he's telling me how hard it is. And he's frustrated, rightly so. This is a killer job. 
part of my mama heart is thinking, this is the best way. He's collecting so many productive failures every day. Are you kidding me? He's getting so many no's. This is such great training for his emotional resilience and his development as a human, but dang hard. So he's talking to me and he's frustrated he hasn't gotten more cells. And I say to him, let's think about it as every failure or every door that you get that says no is getting you one step closer to a sale, someone who says yes. So I threw out a number. I said, what if every hundred doors you got one yes? So hundred no's meant for sure you were going to get one yes. Just mathematically run the odds. Like that, maybe that's the equation we went with it. Very unscientific. But when he actually did the math on how many he did, he's like, I think it's less than that, but it's for sure not more than that. So he said, great, let's just go with worst case scenario. And that means every time you get a no, you're collecting those no's. And every no you collect, you're getting yourself closer to the yes. And he started to get a little bit excited. And he's like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And so every day he is hitting his, he's getting at least one sale a day. I don't know if he's always knocking 100 doors, but he's knocking the amount of doors that allows him to get one sale a day. And he's collecting enough no's and he's get every no he's using as evidence that he's getting closer to the yes. That is productive failure at its finest. It's such a good example of it. That is what we want to harness as parents because every single day we are getting 50, 60, 70 no's, especially when your kids are younger. You're getting a lot because there's lots of emotions when they're younger. But as they become older, you might not be getting as many no's as toddlers. They literally are saying no to you. As teenagers, they're rolling their eyes at you. They're giving you attitude. They're doing teenage stuff. And so we're getting this these failures in our face. They're perceived failures. What if we allow all of those failures to be productive failures to grow our brain and create strategic byproducts, for example, patience, emotional intelligence, better communication skills. We are learning things along the way as we navigate all of the failures because every failure is a productive failure because we're just deciding in the moment, I'm making this a productive failure, man. I am letting this work for me. And so then we are taking action. And sometimes that action, when our teenager rolls his eyes at us and leaves the room, sometimes that action is literally just saying to ourselves, he just did that and that's okay. I'm not going to let that get in the way of my connection with him. Hello, that's so good. (laughs) That's so good to enforce that neural pathway in our brain so that then we can go talk to him if needed or reconnect when he comes out without having this weird frustration because we're off, our relationship's off, and I'm frustrated. And I'm that's a fail that's unproductive. We don't want to have any unproductive failures in our life. We want to turn them all around. And as a result, we're learning. So the three steps, again, of a productive failure is we make a decision, we go take action, and then we learn from the action, whether it's positive or negative. Every door that my son knocks on, he records himself selling the person at the door. And he then evaluates it. He listens back to it and he learns from it. And then he keeps improving. That's what we want to be doing. We want to be learning from every no, every failure. Then they're all going to stay in the land of productive. I want you to be collecting 
productive failures. Do something to celebrate your productive failures. And I want you to collect a lot of them because every time you have a productive failure, you're learning new skills, your brain is growing, and you are getting closer and closer to success. If we want to double our success, we want to double our connection, we want to do better at being patient, we want to have bedtime smoother, then you got to double your failures. You got to go all in. Now, productive failures require intense focus and energy. So let me review the five E's again. You have to be energetically present. When I did my couch potato to 5K, I was not 100% energetically committed to that. I was like 50, 60, then it dropped to 30, 40 until it was zero. And I was going through the motions, but I wasn't really showing up. So if you create a bedtime routine and you're just going through the motions and you're reluctant or nervous or second guessing yourself, you're not going to leverage that experience for your, or at least not leverage it fully for your growth. You got to go all in (laughs) because how are you going to know what's going to work if you're only showing up at 50%? That's not really executing on the bedtime plan in a way that we can actually measure the success or the failure of it, you have to go 100% all in. So 100% energy, 100% effort. Once again, couch potato to 5k, did not give it 100% effort. 100% ending power, crossing the finish line, 100% commitment to evaluating, and 100% of your emotional capacity there. So you're not just kind of there. You're showing up excited if it requires the emotion of excited or confident or calm or connected. And you're trying to practice bringing that up. Now, are you going to be at full capacity? No, probably not. But you're hitting your threshold for that situation or that relationship. So I'm just going to say them again without the explanation. Energy, effort, Ending power, evaluation, and emotional presence, focus. That is what is required of you when you are allowing yourself to create productive action in your life. And that is my challenge for you is track your productive failures. Try to get a hundred this month. They can be little, they can be big. That is what's going to grow you up. That is what's going to create success. So, If you want to be the calm, connected parent, calm, connected mom, do this work. Go kill it at doing productive failures. If you don't, you're still going to be uncomfortable. You're going to still have the failures. It's just going to feel crappy and you're not going to get the growth and it's not going to create the end result that you want. You're just going to stay stuck in confusion, perfectionistic thinking, feeling overwhelmed, waiting around to feel confident or competent instead of realizing, oh, my confidence and my competence comes through productive failure. My learning and growth comes through productive failure. My success as a parent to show up at any given moment when there's off-track behavior, the kids are fighting, they left the kitchen a mess, they're having an emotional meltdown, to show up in a way that is calm and connected, that I'm able to feel confident, I'm able to set a limit from a place of compassion and firmness, all of that is the result of a whole bunch of productive failure along the way, learning and growing every step of the way. So go gather and track and celebrate your productive failure. If you're watching this on YouTube, then comment below and let me know 
what productive failures you've had recently. I would love that so much. Thank you so much for listening today, for having me help us all rebrand failure, seeing it in a new light, not believing the old stories we had about it, and using it in a productive way so that it always is promoting growth and progress and more connection and more confidence with our kids. That is what I want for you. All right. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, come check out League, my Connect Method Parenting Coaching Program, where we take this material and we apply it using my proven formula. Head over to cmp.works forward slash join.